0: It's in to 25 yards out. Lovely ball for Pella. Onside, 1-0. Blue fast shot! Oh my word! It He ran around a bit like Bambi on ice. It was very, very embarrassing to watch. And now, your host, Matt Markstone. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. Available right here on southamptondelivery.com. My name is Matt Markson. I am the host of the show. No matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. And after a week where we lost to Manchester United 9-0, we did not show much of a response against Newcastle. We came into this week with two chances to prove ourselves against Wolves. We got by them in the cup competition But as soon as they strengthened and made some tactical adjustments in the second half of the Premier League match on Sunday morning for me and uh, Sunday afternoon for most of you, uh, we didn't really have an answer. And as a result, Saints have now suffered six straight Premier League losses for the first time in their history. Uh, I believe it's the first time the team has lost six matches in a row, period. And uh, it hurts. There's not a whole lot to be positive about. We did score a goal from open play. We did see the continued impressive performances of Stuart Armstrong, but as a whole, the team just isn't doing enough. And there's a good chance that things get worse given the injury to Kyle Walker-Peters. But uh, coming on the show this week to discuss all of this is Aiden Osman. And we tried uh, something a little bit different in the planning of the show, uh, but much like Saints' performances, uh, we hit a little bit of turbulence. Things didn't exactly go as we planned. Uh, maybe even the referee threw in Uh, a a dodgy decision or two, and we kind of fell apart. But I hope that you enjoy the show anyway. Hopefully, it is uh, better than the performances, I guess. But uh, I just want to say thank you again for being here. If you want to follow Aiden on Twitter and Instagram, you can do that. He's at Osman 96 on both Twitter and Instagram. The links are in the show notes. And uh, I just want to say thanks again for being here. Hopefully, you are uh, smiling by the end of this uh, a little bit more than you were when you were watching the match. So uh, we're back at it again next weekend against Chelsea. Uh, but let's jump into the conversation with Aiden Osman, and I will talk to you on the other side. I'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Aiden Osman. You can get him on Twitter and Instagram at Aiden Osman 96 Aiden, happy uh, lockdown Valentine's Day. And... Um, we got some cards from the ref today, but no real love shown from him to us. Uh, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the, uh, the cup one as well. Uh, but welcome to the show, and uh, thanks for joining me again.
1: Oh, uh, You always nice Thanks for me to be on. How long have you been waiting to make that on Jack as well?
0: Uh, well, uh, what, what was the final? Was it like a, I don't know, half hour ago, hour ago? Um, that long. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I had a lot cool. of other things that I wanted to say, but this is a kind of a family show. Well, I can't fully say it's a family show, but it's kind of a family show. I got to keep it uh, somewhat keep clean, it. Uh, but anyway, uh, you, you doing all right though?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm all good. And um, probably I would have been a little bit better for the result today, and other things have gone our way, but can't really complain.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, obviously not a great, not a great run in the Premier League, uh, but we'll get to that. Let's let's. I'd rather start just with uh, some things that were good in in the past uh, few days, and. And that is we seem to be able to beat teams in, in cup competitions and then not be able to do it in the Premier League. And obviously we did it with Arsenal. Uh, now we do it again with Wolves. And that's it's a little bit depressing, but the good news is is we are moving on in, in the cup. So if you don't mind, I say we just jump in to that because I think that for me, looking at that match and, and kind of watching it, Wolves didn't look good, but uh, Salisu came in. We finally got to see him play. We, we we can confirm he does indeed exist. And he played on the left side. Bednarak, who hasn't had a great run of form, uh, was his partner. And uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, on Salisu's debut overall. And then also, you know, we'll, we'll come on to talk about uh, the proper partner for him and and if he needs to be in the starting lineup and all that stuff, go, uh, in a little bit, but just him coming in finally, um, you know, it was almost 180 days or something like that since he since he came in. Maybe it's more than that. I can't really do math that well, but um, it's it's been a while. But uh, you know, what do you think of his debut?
1: I think it's been one that quite a few people have been waiting for for a while. And um, obviously, he's come in. He's not really had a in. We've not really had a preseason. He's not been fully fit. He came with the injuries and um, he struggled up until now to get his fitness. Um, he started, he played well. He played a lot of percent. He did have a couple of nervy moments, but I think that's bound to happen when, you know, your last game was in a different league and you, it's your first time being fully fit since someone last year. Um, but I think given Given the top competition this year, maybe a couple of league appearances towards the end of the season this year to help getting up to the start um, And then next year come, once you have the wrap-up for preseason, you, you could be really keen moving forward.
0: I just think, as you said, um, you know, his last official appearance came in a different league. It also came in a different calendar year. He's been out for a long time, and he only has, I think, 31 uh, top-flight appearances before. Uh, before making that that appearance on Thursday, so um, he's young. He he has a lot uh, left to learn, and and we're getting, as we've seen before, a very kind of raw um, talent that that Saints are going to look to to improve. But overall, um, other than maybe you know a, a couple of misplaced passes here and there, I thought he played really really well. I thought uh, you know when when uh, I forget who dribbled by him, but kind of you know just just chipped it around him. But he, then he was, he did enough to kind of hold him off and get the ball back. And other than maybe uh, another time where he kind of dwelled on the ball a little bit. Um, I thought, I thought he did. I thought he did. Okay. And, and for me, one of the, the, the best things about it is when he did make those mistakes, he didn't seem to let it get to him. He seemed to respond relatively well and just kept playing and just kept going forward. I mean, even towards the end of the game, he, he put a, a like a, a cross out for a, or I think the ball's up in the air, and he should have been able to just clear it upfield. And he winds up putting it out for a corner, and he didn't. He didn't hang his head; he just kept moving, which is something for me that I think is is good because, um, you know, he's young; he's going to make mistakes. We just want him to keep to learn from it and keep moving forward. And and I think that, to me, in addition to the kind of uh, the the physical talent that he is, I think I think that's fine.
1: Oh, absolutely! I think you hit the nail bang on the head there. He's, how old is he? He's only twenty-one, isn't
0: he? Yeah, yeah, think,
1: yeah. At 21, he's still got like a lot to learn. And um, it's just, it's stuff like those mistakes have just been cut out in time. He just needs time to grow and develop. Um, and he did look like he has a good mentality. Like, he, he didn't let it get to him. He still managed to compete for things, make tackles, headers, clearances. And it's just it's, it's really positive to see that a player with that much potential that we've got, that we could have moving forward i mean hopefully we have a few more of them coming in and situations around it where the club will be in a better state but it's definitely a positive that we can look all look at and be happy about
0: yeah and uh, i think one of the things that we saw with him is is right after he made one mistake there was a somebody was set free down one side and he went all the way across the field to to make a block or a tackle Uh, and he did that a couple of times and i think um when Carl Anker wrote about him uh, when he first was coming to Saints, um, you know, that was one of the things they highlighted was how good his kind of one V one defending and tackling is, and that he is probably best suited to play with a partner that will go up and challenge for things in the air and then allow him to run with a a runner who goes through or run with a, you know, a a second, a second striker who is, who has played through or the, or the, or, you know, if the ball is flicked on, or whatever, and and I thought you saw that several times, and you know, and, and and I'm sure that as he as he grows and as he matures, he will he will read the game better and better. Even though that's another thing that Carl pointed out, that he was he was quite good at for somebody so young. He seems to be able to 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 read situations quite well, which is good, and I think uh, I think that'll that'll will bode well for us. But it does bring uh, the question. Uh, I know some people were saying, you know, Bednarik hasn't had the best of times recently and then does that mean that Salisu should come in for the league fixture and i think that one of the other big positive things that you you pointed out and as we were kind of talking pre pre record is that you know Vestigard's back in the squad and that's a that's a big positive um but if you were gonna if you if you were gonna pick the team for ne- for next was it Saturday, Sunday, I don't know what time what day it is. I just know that it's another four thirty AM kickoff for me. Uh who starts uh who who's the center back pairing you would pick for our next fixture? Would it be? Um uh, would Silisu be in that in, in in that center back partnership?
1: It's it's a difficult one because the next game is Chelsea. Um perfect. I probably wouldn't start for a game of that magnitude where he's gonna play against like top quality players that that Chelsea have, um, it would it would probably still have to be Vestergaard and Bednarek for me. Um, they have like today is the first round that that back for Walker Peters, um, Bednarek, Vestergaard, and Birkman have all played since I think it was like the thirteenth of December,
0: okay,
1: or something around that date. So I think that's a positive with that that back for. And Stephen McCarthy and Nett have been pretty solid when they have played together. Um, obviously it might, pay, it's going to change now because, um, Walker Peters' handspring is gone, so I don't know how long he could be out for. Um, hopefully it's only a week or two, but you never know. Right. Um, but that being said, I think we've got a couple of midweek victories coming up, maybe bringing him into like midweek games. Cause a lot of these players are playing a lot of the time. I think maybe just giving some of the players a rest and a little bit of time away from the spotlight, maybe Bednarek, um, maybe rest Bednarek for the lead game, if put Salisu in, um, might be doing both the world world of good.
0: Yeah, I, I think for me, the, the, the centre-back partnership is still Vestergaard and Bednarek. And, and my only concern about playing Vestergaard and Salisu would be that Vestigard's been best when he's played on the left, and Salisu was also a left-sided center back. And I think, when, I think it's safe to say that, that when we brought Salisu in, a lot of us were thinking that it was going to be Vestigard that made way, and the battle was between Stevens and Bednarak to see who was going to partner him uh, on the right side. And I, I, don't, I don't really think that for as young as Salisu is, and uh, you know, obviously he's new to the league and everything else, I think you risk a lot. If you shift him over to the right, and then I think Vestergaard is is also uh, you you take away his kind of left foot uh, cross field switch to Kyle Walker Peters or whoever's at right back if you put him on the other side. So I'm not sure that that works, and I'm not sure that was a problem that we thought we were going to have. Given Vestergaard was kind of out of our plans, I think um, you know going back to, to the summer because a lot of people were kind of a, you know weren't quite sure what was going to happen there, and and now I, I just. I don't know. I, I, I can't really see a, a situation where Vestigard and, and Salisu partner each other very often. Uh, of course we did see today uh, for, uh, for some time it looked like we went to a back three with uh Silesu on the left, Vestigard in the middle and Venerac on the right. But I, I don't want that either. I want us to continue to play the, the four, two, two, two system. Um, but as you said, with, uh, with Kyle Walker Peters out now, we'll have to see, uh, exactly how that, how that goes. But, um, Let's talk about some other things that that came up for you in the FA Cup. We got a pretty favorable draw, uh, getting getting Bournemouth away. Uh, so of course their fans are all, you know, turning it into a, a big thing. But I think that's uh, about as good as we could have done. But uh, what else stood out to you during that match that you you know were, were excited to see or happy to see?
1: I think Fraser Forth was putting a really good performance. Actually, I know a lot of people are calling him to start I think, in the league. It's a little bit too early. Although he has played well, he really hasn't much to do. I think the save he made, um, I can't remember who it's from, but it was when Salisi missed uh, mm-hmm. clearance and um, he saved it with his feet. I think that was a big save at a big time in the match. Obviously, we've seen how good he can be and we've seen how bad he can be. I think it's nice to see him play that well again. Um, Scoring from open play with Ingzy, that was that was good. Varak um, was favourite for once. That was nice. Um, I think Tello looked good when he came on. Um, he pressed well and the we system kept working. And we played. We kept. We carried on with a high press. Which we probably didn't have as much today, but it, it was all round good. I think Red Redmond playing up top. I think that was a bit of a change. But he kind of looked a bit more free. He looked a bit more dangerous for me. He looked more. Capable of doing something, and obviously we have seeing Ings and Redmond up top together when Ralph first came in, um, and they've worked really well together before. I think that was that was a nice little throwback to see, because um, I know Redmond's been getting a bit of stick at the minute. Just, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I think you know, obviously the first half against Wolves uh, on, on Thursday, there wasn't a lot going on. We definitely looked like the better team. They didn't look very good, but then. Uh I thought Bertrand created, you know, two really good chances right away. Um and in kind of in quick succession. But I think the the turn he made uh for the first one was was great, and we just couldn't finish. And then the ball he played through for Ings was beautiful. Uh Ings made a great run. Uh as you said, we didn't get uh we didn't get on the wrong end of var at that point, and then uh, pretty lucky with with the finish. And I thought that was kind of like the Danny Ings of old, where there's there's some intelligence, there's some skill. Uh, and then there's a little bit of luck, and and that seemed to be the type of goal he was scoring all season last year, and that that kind of has dried up recently. So it was good to see us kind of get back into into that. Um, just unfortunate it didn't carry over uh, today. The the decisions didn't seem to to go our way, but um, you know I think there there were a lot of positives to look for in in the cup fixture, and I was really just hoping that we were going to see that carry over to. Uh, to, to the league fixture, which you knew Wolves were going to strengthen a little bit. You knew they were going to be uh, a little bit tougher, um, and and then they really didn't show that in the first half, though. And and then in the second half, they just kind of uh, everything kind of completely changed. But um, for you, I mean, how 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 much does it mean to to have a, a cup run at this point? Uh, and how much does it mean, I guess, to to have Bournemouth as the as the team that we're drawn against? Given uh, we kind of avoided a couple of landmines in, in the rest of the draw.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. I think especially with the way the former far at the minute, I don't think they could ask for a better tie. Obviously they've just sat their manager. Um they've got a temporary coaching at the minute, which uh would do us a world of good. Um obviously we went and beat them last year and um, to help send them down, which was also a sweet moment. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think Man for Man we're better, so I think I mean, as long as we can perform on the day we could go through it. Anyone who knows me knows that I love the FA Cup. I think just lo- I love everything about it. I think I love the fact that anyone can beat anyone. Um, and I'm sure we got to the semi-final a couple of years ago on the, well, Pellegrino and Hughes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had what was really a disappointing day with, in a really disappointing season. Um, we, we probably deserved but we probably deserved to play a bit better that day. Um, and we didn't, um, and then we go back even further before that, we had the FA Cup final under Strachan. Um, but again, we didn't go our way, but I think that's a very good day out for our fans and probably deserved a lot more on that day. Like We're doing every recent Cup final we've been in. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think the Cup, especially in the fact that with the league form being as it is, I think the cup was a good distraction. I think it's good to get wins in that. I think it's good to keep the momentum going. And the fact that we've got Bournemouth, if we can get past them, we've got a day out at Wembley. Well, obviously not us, because we can't go, but <laughs> like the, the players, the players have got the day out at Wembley um, in what could be a massive game. You know, we are we are three games, we are three wins away in that competition from lifting a trophy. And we haven't lifted a major trophy since '76. Yeah. So I think that would that would just be everyone's dream at the minute.
0: Uh, yeah, and I was gonna make a joke about the JPT, but I'll just I'll just leave it out. Um, but <laughs> uh, Bournemouth's Cup run—they haven't really. Uh, the first time they faced any real stiff competition was was last round. They they beat Oldham Athletic 4-1 in the third round. Um, they beat Crawley Town. Uh, two one in the fourth round, and then they beat Burnley two nothing, um, in 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 the fifth round, and so uh they're they're gonna come up now against us, and we'll play Brighton, and then we'll play uh Bournemouth all in the same week. Uh, we host Brighton in the league, and then we uh, go away to Bournemouth uh th- that weekend, and then um obviously the the Spurs fixture has to be rescheduled, um, but I I don't see it on the calendar just yet, so we'll have to wait and see. It'll probably go midweek somewhere, depending on uh, how they continue to to progress and. Various things, but um, yeah, I think you know it, we are just just a win away now from from getting to go to Wembley. And some people don't agree with the fact that the semifinals are held there. But if you think back, I think that game against Chelsea, I think it was against Chelsea under Hughes that uh, it didn't yeah. didn't go well. Um, I think that was one of the days I started drinking uh, before nine and 8, nine a.m., which is not a good not a good call. But um, you know, things happen, and, and you just got to go with it. So uh, we'll do that. Um. So yeah, I, I think that that's going to be good for for the club and and for the the players. And hopefully, uh, between now and then, we can we can put some wins together because we're not exactly on on a great run. Um. And that kind of brings us to the match that we played on on Sunday. Obviously, Vestergaard was was back in the squad. That partnership with with Bennerak was there. You know, Vestergaard seems to be pretty important for us in terms of um his his range of passing has been you know, phenomenal this year and I, I know, he just vastly improved over, over recent seasons. But for you, I mean what what have you seen from him that's been uh I guess so such a joy to watch in terms of uh you know compared to last year?
1: I think, I think it's just how good he is on the ball. He's always calm, composed and, posed and I mean he doesn't panic whereas I know some centre backs in certain situations can panic and just hit the ball on for road's head. But I think, I think for me, the best regard is he's, obviously he's, he's, he's brilliant in how we play going forward, um, with how good he's been on the ball. And I think his confidence is sky high I at mean, the minute, which is nice to see. Um, I think defensively he's improved a lot as well. I think he's stopped being as rough and going into tackles. I think he's timed it a bit better. I think he's, he, he could have done better with a goal today. I think they all could have done. I think we couldn't have given the ball away in the situation that we he did. He gets, he gets turned a bit too easily, but he's a big guy. He, he doesn't move as quick as someone that's that height. Um, we could have helped him out a little bit as well. But I, I think, and then obviously he's, he's always a danger going forward from set pieces as well. How many he's got now four, and I think they've all been away from home from set pieces. Mm-hmm. So I think he offers us like what we need both going forward in open play and defensively. Because when you have someone that tall, he kind of takes a bit of the attention when you're defending yeah. a corner, which kind of, kind of allows like other players to get into a little bit more space and a little bit more unnoticed to get in the right positions.
0: Well, and I think that for a long time we were kind of wondering why we didn't see more of that from him especially in the air and on on set pieces it seems like he wasn't as dominant in the air as you wanted him to be i think he's brought, he, he, i think he's come on a little bit in in that sense but i think like you said it's it's his ability on the ball this season that's been really impressive and i don't know you know where that comes from because it seems like that would be one of those things that if you can dribble or if you can control the ball then you can control the ball and and obviously players can get better uh and they can have dips in form and everything else but he just seems to be a completely different player this season, which is actually uh, quite nice, you know? Um, and I think that, that ball out to Kyle Walker Peters, I think is so important for us. And I know people have uh, kind of written on it and I know the, the club put up a piece on, on Kyle Walker Peters uh, and how important he is to us tactically this, this uh, the past week. But um, you know, now it looks like Kyle Walker Peters will be out for a while. So we'll have to see what happens. Um, fingers crossed for Kane Ramsey, I think. Um, Cause I don't, Really know who else is there, uh, but we'll we'll get to all that stuff in in just a minute. But um, let's talk a little bit about the the match uh, from Sunday in terms of, of the lineup. McCarthy comes back in the back line. Kai Walker, Peters, Bednarak, Vestergaard, Bertrand, um, Rameau, Ward, Prouse in the middle. Minamino comes back in. Obviously, he was cup tied, so he couldn't start in or play in the last match uh, in the in the cup. And then. Um, I think the big question that that we all have is is Redmond up top with Ings, uh, Armstrong out wide. Armstrong obviously not going anywhere. Uh, having I think been given man of the match for the the cup competition, um, and and I, I guess for you, what what's going on with Redmond being on top instead of Adams? Is it just Adams dipping form? Is it that Redmond has a bit more freedom? He played he played there under Claude Puel, uh, nicknamed him or deemed him or whatever. Uh, the next Tyrion Henry, which we can all just kind of forget about. Um, but um, you know, for you, what, what, what is that the lineup you would have gone with today or on Sunday?
1: I would like to see Adams come back in personally, but I do, I do think Redmond does look a better player when he is given a freer role. He did look a lot more dangerous to play. Obviously, he, he could have done better the Sunday. He made um, a great save from Capricea. He just, and he's got previously playing things up top. Obviously, when Raph came in, and we had the five three two. It was him and Ingi up top. Um, so they understand each other well. He does. He he like he, he seems a bit more free. And I think whenever I've seen him out wide this season and towards last season, he seems a little bit limited. Um, whereas he seems a bit more free going forward now. Um, because there's no doubt the quality that he does have. He's, it, for me, it just seems like he's. I don't know what it is, but something is, is not right at the minute for him. It's, he he's he's doing things that could come off and could be really could work really well. He had a shot in midweek, obviously that Ruddy saved, but he probably the score. But I think until he actually scores, it's it's hard for that stuff to go your way.
0: Yeah. It- for me, one of the things that, that's frustrating about Redmond, no matter where he plays, is even even the beginning of the match on Sunday, he, if the pass, I think there was an instance where Minamino put a cross in. It was deflected by the Wolves' uh, defender, and Redmond couldn't control it. And kind of the first thing he does is point to where the ball should have been, you know, and, and then kind of slump his shoulders and, and get frustrated. And I, I don't want to see that. It, it it's, He's done it. In the past few games as well, where he seems to be uh, complain first before just moving on, and and kind of the opposite of Salisu. Uh, Salisu has a mistake, uh, he he moves on. Something bad happens to Redmond, whether he can control it or not, and the first thing he does is kind of slump his shoulders and throw his hands up in the air and, and dip his head. And I don't, you know, I understand if you're running, making runs for ninety plus minutes, and and people are are hitting the ball you know, into touch or, or whatever, but that's not happening. And, you know, he is working hard and I have defended him for a long time and I, I will continue to defend him, but he's got to do some things. Like he's got to make us, give us a reason to to back him at, at some point, right? Like, I, I know we're supposed to be behind the players, but to, to watch him do that to a guy who's brand new to the team who scored an absolute, be- absolutely beautiful goal last week, you know, uh, which, which unfortunately Redmond can't say he's done very much this season, um, to, to, to do that. And, and, and kind of, you know, I, that's just frustrating to me. I don't, I don't want to see that from him. I want him just to, to just put his head down and, and run and, and kind of, uh, work his way back into, uh, into matches and back into the team and back into Ralph's plans and, and give us and give Ralph a reason to put him in the lineup. Cause right now, um, you know, maybe he does look better up top, but I still don't think he's—I uh, don't think he's better than Adams up top. I don't think he's better than than uh, Armstrong out wide, and I don't think he's better than than Minamino out wide. Even though Minamino was taken off early today, uh, kind of did drift in and out of the game, but we've seen that from Redmond and Janapo and and seemingly everybody else other than you know maybe Theo Walcott for the most point uh, for the most part on that left side uh, this season.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um... It's an age old problem that we've had for quite a few years, though I think quite a few of our confidence in our forward line maybe is, is lacking a little bit. I don't know what it is Um, we have we have been lacking a little bit of service up top and um, but when you have a striker like Inns, sometimes you don't need as much service because you can miss bag like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, just a, it's a difficult one to work out like I understand frustrations and stuff and I think maybe it's just whether he's moaning at himself or the players around him I think it's probably just because of the run of form that he's in yeah and um, I think these, these things will just but like if you take it back to say October these, these sort of moans and stuff don't happen right And um, when the team are playing well and the players are playing well right, it's just when when things aren't going your way, I think the mentality of the squad at the minute is, isn't good enough, um, and it's it's not just from Ralph because it's happened previous on the previous managers, um, so something has to change going forward. Um, not with just Redmond, but with all the players.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think that that our mentality probably is something that needs to to shift a little bit, and and for me. Um, you know, we were, we were kind of discussing what kind of how we wanted to approach today, uh, approach the show. And, and, and you mentioned mentality as, as being one of the things that, that hasn't been great. And, and kind of, I think for me, after that penalty decision goes against Bertrand today. Um, and I mean, we just didn't really respond, right. We just kind of, uh, as you said earlier, just allowed it to happen. And, and that's not what we want to see from the team. And I think, You know, sometimes you do see Ralph. Ralph is a is an emotional person, right? He reacts emotionally on the touchline and and some people like it, some people don't. Some people criticize him for for crying uh after we beat Liverpool. Um, but you know, nobody cries when he runs up and down the touchline after we score a goal or when he's fist pumping and things like that. Like those are you know, if we enjoy seeing those things, and not everybody does, but that's the kind of person he is, and I want him to be, you know the type of person he is. I don't want, uh, we, you know, we didn't really like Claude Powell kind of seeming, almost having no emotion other than he did, I think a couple of times get get, get a little bit excited. But, I mean, Ralph reacts that way. Ralph, Ralph so Ralph puts his hands on his head and, and kind of, you know, looks visibly stressed out on the touchline when things aren't going well. Um, and, I, and I'm okay with that, but I I still need the team to be able to, uh, Ralph seems to be able to go back and focus on, on the job and goes back to coaching the players and goes back to directing things and, we just don't seem to have that response, I, and I think that is one of those things that's frustrating because I don't I don't understand how how having something go against you doesn't motivate you to to go out and fix it if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I'm completely with you on that one. Uh, honestly, for me, I think we are lacking leaders in the first team. Like obviously, I know Ward Cross is the captain, but and um, sometimes it can take the game by the scruff of the neck, but. I don't see us having someone that's as reliable on the pitch, as, say Conte was before he left, mm-hmm. um, which is probably why we see Ralph parking orders a lot more than we see other managers. And uh-huh. um, I just look at that squad, and I just think when something goes against us, who who's going to pick us up and go, right, come on, get it together. This is we, we need to be doing better than this, and at the minute I can't I can't see Prousey doing it. Um But you say that I say that. uh Who, who else can we have as captain?
0: Because
1: right. I, um, I really, I really don't understand who.
0: No, no, and I, I think I think Ward Prowse is is our captain, and for for a number of reasons. And I don't, I don't want to see that change, but we do probably need to see a little bit more. um Yeah, like some somebody to pick the team up, somebody to to push the squad forward, and uh you know, and I can't always be the manager that's barking all the orders. The the players need to get on each other a little bit probably too. uh and help push each other. But I know that that sometimes probably it's it's everybody's worried about making mistakes on their own because their own form hasn't been great. So as that dips, you know, Bednarax probably not going to shout and and like it just seems like nobody has the confidence in them in themselves to the, that that they will they can go out and tell other players what to do because they are not even sure of themselves and they're not going to go out and tell other people um how to be how to behave or where to, where to be on the pitch if if they're not confident in themselves and i just think that's that's kind of where we're at and and i don't know how to fix that i don't know if that that gets fixed by ralph barking orders from the touchline or not i don't know uh you know exactly how to do that and and i and i'm not even sure how to how to even you know, approach that but i you, i think you can see it but i think the, the 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 approach to it to to fixing it is is a lot more difficult to kind of um to kind of come up with and figure out. And I think things are only going to get uh, worse in the, in the immediate term, given that uh, we're going to be missing some players now. Uh, and that Kyle Walker Peter seems to be out now for, for a little, a little while. Um, I should say we were recording shortly after the final whistle. So Ralph said the injury doesn't look good. It looks like a hamstring issue, uh, but we don't know the extent of it yet. So by Tuesday, if you know, um, hopefully we will too, but we just won't be on this recording. Um, but let's talk really quickly before we move on to to the referee and VAR and all that stuff. Let's talk a little bit about the goal that we did score. Uh, finally, an open play goal in the league. It, it's taken a little bit uh, a little while, um, but uh, I think this comes less from the team building into something and more from Stuart Armstrong just going, "Give me the ball and and let me and then and then get out of my way and then let me run here." Uh, you know, he has a chance to go down. He goes by, I think, two or three uh, Wolves players and then doesn't just whip across across the box. He seems to actually pick Ings out uh, with a beautifully floated ball and Ings strikes it uh, magnificently, an absolute laser into the corner. Nobody's getting there. And Redmond does play a part in this. They, they, I think they, they pointed it out on our coverage here. Uh, I don't know if they pointed it out on your coverage there, but essentially Redmond just stands in front of Connor Cody so he can't get to the clearance. And that allows Ings to, uh, to, to, to get on the ball. And I don't know how Ings hits that uh, so, so beautifully. I think more often than not, that one gets shanked and, and hopefully goes in off the defender or something like that. But it doesn't. Um, you know, he just strikes it beautifully into the net and we're up 1-0. Um, but I, I think a lot of credit has to go to Stuart Armstrong in, in terms of how he's played um, recently and, and him being really the bright spot, I think, in the team over the past few weeks.
1: Oh, I think today's goal was absolutely beautiful. I think Armstrong is so key on how we play and how we have to move forward. Um, he did really well. He, but he five past uh, a couple of players and put the ball in. And uh, they did pick it up in coming as well in the analysis here. Um, Redman blocking off Cody's run, which allowed him to insta- hit it so sweetly. Um, we, oh, it it's lovely to see. Um, we did, we did have a couple of chances in the first half with free flowing attack and football. Um, I think, in- uh, Redmond had a good little one-two with Ingsby. Um, well, I said one-two, but you know what I mean. And, uh, Picouche makes a really good save. Um, he probably tanks a volley that he could hit. Um, but I think signs are going up. That way, I think if we can keep Armstrong fit and keep him in little pockets of space, we can we can do something special there. Um, and obviously, we did make a few good chances last week as well from open play. I mean, Armstrong, this, sitter, Redmond had one where we probably could have scored. So the chances are coming. I'm not worried about our scoring. It's just it's we it's we we kind of need things to go our way a little bit. I know we've had. Uh, what it? two or three goals, one league given, uh, just allowed two for offside, one for a foul on the goalkeeper. Um, but I'm I'm not worried about how we score. I think our open play is good. I think obviously last week against Newcastle, Minamino scored from open play as well, which is really good. Um, along with Prowse, probably, probably goal of the season, <laughs> and with that 3 kick, which was absolutely magnificent and then obviously they go down to nine men and they become compact and readily defend really well. Um we are we are creating the opportunities too score. I think we are just lacking that little finishing touch that we did have earlier part of the season. I think that all just comes down to the confidence in the score at the minute given the run of form.
0: Okay. I mean looking back over over most of the season we were outperforming xG and we're we're getting a, a little bit better and I thought there were there were signs that we were starting to get back to to some of those, to to being better, I guess. Uh, in in recent weeks, um, I think especially going back to, I think it was the Newcastle match that that you know where we did create, uh, you know, almost two two goals worth of chances in terms of XG. And I know XG is not not everything, but um, you know, today we were okay, not not great. the The chance that Ink scores today, I thought was. Uh, rather fortuitous, uh, but I I wish we, I I wish we were creating more as well. Um, I do, actually, I do just wish we were creating more from open play. I just, I think we, uh, we we do have to continue to work on that because I think as soon as teams sit back and and that's what Wolves want to do, they want to sit back and hit you on the break. um, By, by getting the first goal, I think that should have opened them up a little bit and allowed us to play a little bit better and we didn't really create a lot in the second half. Um, They seem to kind of run the game in the second half to, to, you know, from, uh, what we were watching here. And and I'm not sure if you, if you feel that way or not, but um, I, I just think, you know, once we have a a goal and the other team needs to push to, to find an equalizer, we should be able to, to find more space and do a little bit better. And I, it, you know, it just, it just didn't happen today. Um, but of course, a couple of things went against us. And, and now I guess we kind of have to talk um, about those things. And uh, there are, I think two penalty shouts this time. One, uh, they both go wolves' way. They they get a penalty on Ryan Bertrand, uh, and then they uh, we do not get a handball decision uh, given for us. Let's, I I guess just to ask you, are they penalties?
1: Oh, I need that ask this. <laughs> um, I think if you look at it by the letter of the law, so far penalties you can't you can't give Bertrand's one without giving the one on Dendonka. Personally. I think the rule needs to change because if we're giving penalties for those where Bertrand's turning away and he, he's, he's, it's like natural. He's turning, as he's turning away, his arms moving with He can't, it's hard for you to turn with your arms and your chest. Um, and then the Dendonka one as well, which it's like, he doesn't really know much about it, but it does hit his arm. Yeah. And his, his arm is extended from his body. So by that fraction of the law, it could be a penalty. Um, but I, I think we we do need to look at the rules. For me, both of them aren't the penalty, um, but in the sense of understanding what the rules are, then they are. So it, it's it's a tough one. Um, I think if the Bertram one happens to Wolves and we we, we don't get a penalty, we're screaming at it, because we are. Um, it could have been by the letter of the law. And I think by the letter of the law, we'd... We've been done over with handball recently, and going all the way back to the Villa game, it's a it's a difficult one. Um, I I have been a big advocate for VAR. I think like the idea of it and the concept of it works. I think we just don't have the execution. I think that's a mix of the interpretation of the rules and just the quality they're officiating in the Premier League at the moment.
0: Yeah, we don't seem to be having a very good run. Uh, seems like the form is going, and then also the refereeing decisions are also going. The VAR decisions are also going, which is is super. Uh, you know, it's frustrating because you just need something to go your way in order for. Uh, you know, it seems like we need that in order to turn this thing around. It's just not quite happening. Um, personally, for me, I think. Uh, I'm good with either both of them being penalties or neither one being a penalty. Um, You can see the Bertrand one. It doesn't hit his hand. I don't think that's against his chest. It hits the one that's out away from his body. But like you said, he is turning. And by turning his body, um, even with his hand out there, had he just stood and took it in the chest, it would have hit him in the shoulder, right? Like, he's not actually making his body uh, that much bigger. The only real... I mean I, I think the only thing I can understand from it is that the ball was a it was a shot and it was going towards goal so he he blocks it and it is with his hand um and it is a shot going towards goal whereas the uh one from Dendonker was was not it was a it was a it was a ball that was kind of floated in um but that said Dendonker has to watch that ball and even if uh Vestergaard it, 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 I think he ducks under it but he clearly handles the ball in the area. So I'm, I'm probably okay with neither one of them being a penalty or both of them being a penalty, but I, I have a a real issue with one being given and not the other, even though they're not the exact same, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not the exact same situation. So uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, but I just, I just think that, um, I, I didn't understand why, why the Docker one wasn't given, um, and, and, and Bertrand was, I felt it was harsh on Bertrand. I'm not mad at Brian Bertrand. I don't think he did anything wrong there other than some people will say maybe turning your back as a defender is not great. But I mean, uh, Semedo absolutely fired, rocketed that ball <laughs> and, and I would turn too. I'm not going to, you know, you, you can make fun of me if you want, but uh, I'm turning my back on that all day long. I think.
1: Yeah. I think we all are. The pace and the power on that spot. Um, it would never hurt if he took it in the test. I think it sounded like it hurt when it hit his arm as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah it, I'm the same I think it's, it's just the consistency you can't give one and then not give the other for something so similar they by the letter of the law they're both penalties and it's just it's the level of the consistency of the symptoms like the pool went out of play the refs are looking at it they look at it for like what 10 seconds say no penalty and go on it's it's not good enough mm-hmm. Like this is what is it now? I think this is seven key decisions in what, the space of four games in the league that haven't gone our way. That is are done by the letter of the law. And whether it's var it's var, it's just it's not var, it's a consistency of people officials looking at it. Um that aren't giving it. It is is going all the way back to Villa, it's a handball, it's red card, to
0: Yeah. So just to kind of continue on on this thread, one of the questions that comes in from Kevin McGee, one of the patrons of the show, says, um, "What are the chances that the handball rule will be sorted out?" Um, it seems like uh, a, a load of football people are angry with it. Not so, not just us. It's it's people all around football. And uh, I saw a post from from Michael Kern on Instagram saying that he was upset about it. He's obviously a Saints fan, but also somebody that has presented for you know the Premier League in, in several places and um, you know, it is, it is frustrating to, to watch this happen, but even if, uh, as somebody uh, messaged me, Jeremy or one of the other uh, Saints fans that lives out here in California messaged me, like, you know, they, they'll, they'll fix the rule, but it's not going to give us the three points or even a point back, you know, in, in the long run, which is, is the frustrating part, I think.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, and I, I was watching the analysis after the game today here, and they were they saying, look, for me, neither of a penalty. Um, by the letter of the law, if you're going to give it, then you give both, um, and the handball, that was the, a the big trouble about the handball rule at the start of the season, Um and obviously they tweaked it a little bit, but obviously then, they're still not doing enough, um, it, it it something just has to slash to same for the e because it's just not good enough, and it's not just in our games, we see. We're seeing it in other games as well, where stinted corners have been given uh, like, sneaker red cards, stupid decisions, like the Van Dijk injury, he's, he's injured because he's, because of an offside, even though it's still a foul, like, and nothing's given, it's, it, it's just not good enough, and at what point do, everyone says, oh, bar this, bar that, but at what point do we start looking at the standard of people running it and the people calling them the, the cops? Because it's not good enough
0: yeah yeah um well i i can't imagine mike dean coming on here and uh giving us an explanation so we'll just have to kind of leave it uh at that i think that brings us up to kind of the last big uh you know negative of today is obviously uh obviously we, we didn't get any points obviously we kind of uh laid down a little bit in the second half um but we kind of talked about that but um, the Kyle Walker Peters injury you brought up earlier—that that was the first time we've had our kind of first choice back four, uh together in some time—and that kind of coincides with the, the lack of wins and, and a number of other things. And I think um, Kyle Walker Peters is so so important to us as a as a team. Uh, he did get himself in—he uh, th- does get himself into trouble sometimes trying to take on one too many players, or uh, you know. But he, in general, he's been he's been fantastic this season. Um, it looked like a hamstring injury according to Ralph. And we don't know how long he's going to be out, but um, I I guess how, how do we approach that now? And that's one of the things uh, that I have written down that, how do we adjust for this injury uh, going forward? Do you, do you see Ralph abandoning the four, two, two, two system, which I want to say, I don't see that happening. Um, But what do you, what, what do we, what happens there? Is it Kane Ramsey who comes in? Are we going to wind up, uh putting putting Jack Siemens out there. What do you think happens uh, going forward from Ralph and what do you want to see, I guess?
1: Um I'd like to see Ramsey given another chance if I'm honest. I don't think he would I think he he did he had some good moments in the United game. Um, I think obviously he's thrown in the deep end a little bit, but I think he's he's quick enough, he's strong enough, he's really to impose himself and offer a good cover defensively. I wouldn't be surprised if I see Grafketo wing backs next week to kind of match up Chelsea and how they play, um, and we sort of see like a similar side to the one that ended today, because that's that's the formation that Chelsea playing at the minute, and it it, it might work, it might not, um, but it all depends on how long Kyle's out for. Um, obviously, we you, you would let Valerie go out on loan and. I'm honest, I don't think he's good enough defensively. I've, you know what I mean? I, and I don't think he's good enough as a winger. Um, so, uh, maybe I'm proven wrong with his ban out in Birmingham, but I don't know yet. Um, but then it comes down to the old, old, age-old question at the minute, is why why have we got an owner that is not investing in the club when we need it the most? squad mm-hmm. has been so hit with injuries in the last... Few weeks and we've only brought in a player on loan. I mean, yeah. granted we need we needed Minamino in an attacking sense to give us a different option, and he knows the system well and fits in. But at the end of the day, we, we need cover at both full backs. We've got contract talks going on with 3rd Dandings, and we're lacking a little bit in centre mid. Obviously, we've got Rene and Ward Prowse at the moment, if Diallo's injured, so if one of them gets injured. What happens is Armstrong then dropping into the centre mid and then he him in that attacking sense. Mm-hmm. And obviously we've got Inzi and Kay top and Lundaloo who's on the bench. Um, but obviously we've let Long go out on the that I'm not lie, I'm not too fussed about. Mm-hmm. But we could probably do with like another senior first team striker just to give that little bit of like competition. with, with just a lack of depth. I think the only probably position that I'm not worried about, about at the minute is the goalkeeping situation. Um, because I think we've got two, we've got two good goalkeepers at the minute. Um, we've seen a lot of calls about McCarthy. He dropped a, obviously I know he dropped the clanger last week, but he has, he has made some very important saves in this season and, mm-hmm. you know, kept us in games. It's, it's kind of, it's the age old question of we, we just don't have that investment. And we need
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. And you pointed out, you know, we don't have any fullback cover whatsoever. Uh we're we're light in central midfield. I would probably say that uh if you asked me to rank where I wanted someone to come in, it was definitely not gonna be Minamino in that position because we have um, you know, maybe not the best options, but we have options there. Um and, you know but that's that's who we got and and Minamino is going to be i mean he's obviously uh quite quite versatile i think he can play as a, as a as a second striker potentially or underneath the sec, underneath uh a striker and and obviously Redman can play up top as well uh so we have options up there uh we can rotate guys in on on those kind of advanced uh, or you know outside number 10 positions or whatever the wide 10s um but we're we're we're, we're pretty light in in central midfield as you said and then also at fullback and and I think that's one of those things that we're going to its going to punish us because we we have been hit with some injuries. Um and now we are going to have to deal with that again And in, in Ralph's system. We I, I think we're I think we were we were always gambling to to go into the, the season as we did. And you know, I don't I'm not sure if Ralph wanted Valerie and Vokins to go out alone because he doesn't think they're good enough or because he would like to replace them or because he wants them to get game time. I'm not sure what the thought process is there, but it doesn't seem um, to me, if they were going to fit into the system here under Ralph at all, they were, they should have stayed. And, and so I am a little bit worried given uh, Bertrand's age and we're almost through this, this run of fixtures where we're going to play uh, three in a week. We have a full week until Chelsea. And then we play Chelsea Leeds uh, and then another game that weekend. Um, you know, but uh, other than that, and then whenever the Spurs game comes back in, Uh, we should, we should avoid the three games in a week situation for, for most of the rest of the season. Um, depending on, um, if we get through the semifinals and, and things like that, but it is, it is worrying because we're just, we're, we're not deep enough at this point to, uh, to deal with anything like that. So that's, that is, that is concerning. And, and I'm not sure where we go with, uh, with, with Kyle Walker Peters out now. I don't, I'm not sure how it's, how it's going and, and then you asked uh, or, or we're looking at you know our how do we move forward in the league now and and we have tough fixtures chelsea are going to be tough obviously they they have a new manager they're playing uh, a different style and and some people you know if you watch chelsea twitter which is a complete nightmare all the time i think it's just all twitter is but like they they're not sure how much better they are under under tutel than under um than under lampard but uh, they seem to be playing, I guess, quite well. They they, they have a lot of attacking options. Uh, you saw I think last time we played, Timo Werner ran across our center backs and just kind of got, the, you know, caused us, caused us some issues, but um, that's going to be tough. Leeds are going to come and play with you. Maybe that's a game that that I would actually look at us doing quite well in because they're going to open themselves up and, and try to attack and that means that we can play our game and I think it'll be fun to watch, if nothing else. Uh, and then Everton is is quickly becoming one of those teams that I hate, so um, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly how we got on in the league, but we're six now league losses in a row. Uh, and this brings us to the last question that we have for this week. Um, and this again comes from Kevin McGee he says, I like the vast majority of our supporters really love and support Ralph. However, he's been in charge for the two worst defeats in the club history, which we get constantly reminded of now, uh, obviously two 9-0 defeats. Uh, and then the worst league run in the club's history uh, with six consecutive league losses. Um, what's going on? How does Ralph respond? And then, you know, how much of this is is on him as the manager?
1: It is a tough one. Um, I don't know if you watched the after interview today. I, I mean, a lot of what I'm seeing of him at the minute, he looks very sort of pissed off yeah, and frustrated. Um, in his post-match interview today, he only spoke about the handball and the penalties. On that were well and weren't well given, um, which is understandable. I think, obviously, six defeats in a row. But then again, you look at a mix of things, you look at injuries, you look at the decisions, we have seven decisions that haven't gone our way. That would be obviously, you look at Villa, that's, it's a humble red card penalty. Um, Romeo doesn't foul Martinez, so that's a goal there. Ings, <laughs> Ings is onside, and Could be onside because. What, you can't score with arm, um, and then you pass forward to United on the Tuesday, and obviously it, the red, the first red card, which is fair enough, but then, um Tay has a goal wrongly disallowed at 4-0, obviously then Bednarek gets sent off at 5, 5 or 6, and, and, he sees the penalty, that's not a penalty, even Martial says it's not a penalty, and I, I don't think that hits the record then if Bednarek doesn't get sent off. Um and then obviously Newcastle, to be we completely honest, we didn't play well, we didn't forget anything, that we got but exactly what we deserved, which was nothing. I think today as well, you we look at, we've, we've dominated and we controlled the game so much and the penalty gets given and we've kind of lost our heads and it's it's at the point where I'm just thinking it's, it's the mentality of the squad now that, you know, they've just done it and they've just sort of laid there and took it and they don't know how to respond. Obviously, Raph hasn't been perfect. I think tactically he could, he could improve. Obviously, we all love the 4222 and the high press when it works. Um, I think we need to kind of try and come up with like a different solution when we come up against teams that are ready and prepared just to sit back and dominate and just implement like a deep block for about 90 minutes. we um, can work on, but then again, you can only work on a few props. The players that he feels are good enough to implement a different system. And
0: yeah.
1: Does he have it? I, I, I don't think so. Not with not with the injuries and lack of investment that we have at the minute.
0: It is definitely tough to hear a manager say, you know, at the at at the moment we don't have the players that we need, and that that can't feel good as a player that's in the squad that is playing, and whether you're you're living up to your potential or not, um, that's got to be tough to hear. And but at the same time. We, we have to applaud Ralph's honesty. He has, uh, he's not been blameless in this. Like, as you said, he's definitely had some issues I've had issues with his substitutions. Um, I've had issues with how many minutes he's played guys consecutively, but he is trying to win games and push the team forward. And he, you know, rightly or wrongly is going to play the players that he trusts and a lot of times that means that Danny Ings is going to be out there for close to 90 minutes. That means James Warhouse is seemingly always going to be on the pitch, and and sometimes those guys get pushed so hard that I I worry for their, you know, for their health. And because to to have Ings out there an extra 10 minutes a game, if it causes him to miss four games down the road, I'm not sure it's worth it, but you know, that's it's Ralph's decision to make uh, for the, for the most part. And, and I think he's gotten a lot of things, right. And I still think that if you look at where we were when he came in and where we are now, we're miles better. Uh, I do not think he's got a very good kind of plan B. Um, And, and I also think, as you said, like the the squad is just not, it's not there. There's not the, the game changer on the bench for him to bring in and, and, and have an impact. It's, it's trying to, to mix and match guys to get eleven players on the pitch, and and we're get, we're it seems like we're quickly heading back towards that because we was finally like a little bit of a sigh of relief that we're going to get the the you know the first uh, it'll be the first time we have a full strength team back to to start a, a league match and, and now you know with Walker Peters out that's a huge blow and that's gonna it's gonna cause some concern I think going forward which is is not what we need but I think that's that's where we're at. Um, so I think it's a it's a number of factors. It's it goes down to to recruitment, uh, you know, the the finances, the club, the 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 style of play that we have, the Ralph's kind of lack of trusting some of the players that he has in in, in the team to bring them in. Uh, so the, I think there's a lot of blame to go around, and Ralph is definitely not blameless. But um, you know, if if we were just going to you know you know win games one nothing or draw or draw every game or, or a lot of, a lot more matches or whatever. Um, none of us would enjoy that. I think we all enjoy the 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 fact that it can all go spectacularly wrong sometimes, but f- a lot of times it's it, it's fantastic to watch. And so I think that's why we're that's why we're here, right? Like we we want to see uh something exciting. And I think you think back to Claude Puel, like nobody liked that season either. And um, you know, we finished eighth and went to a cup final or whatever we did, you know. It was uh you yeah, know, it was it was boring. And this is anything but boring, even if it's frustrating, I think.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And um, I think that was the, the big pull out of the, the pull towards Quell was the fact that the football was him, which is kind of why he lost his job. Um, although it's frustrating at part, but you know what I mean? I wouldn't, I would, I would absolutely take everything if we go on and win the cup. And we've been tough of the league at part, at one point this season. Um, there I there is a look for things that do need to go better. And obviously, the owner is looking at selling. Um, it's hard, especially we are in the middle of a global pandemic where people's finances aren't what they need to be. And it's, it's so it's so difficult. But I would I wouldn't give any of it up ever <laughs> because this this is what we're here for. This is why we watch these games week in week out. This is why we love the club, no matter what. Yeah, it's frustrating and I'm annoyed and. There there are a lot of things that I could say about the ownership, the recruitment, the board, and rash tactics, the players, but things will get better eventually, they have to, and I think we, we just need something to go positively in the right direction and then things start falling into place and then it's, you know, oh how great is everything again, and it's just the part and parcel of football these days.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, I I can't uh, I don't know I can't I can't disagree with you. I I, I am frustrated. Obviously, this is not <laughs> this is not what I want when I get up at three thirty in the morning. Um, which I do understand. Uh, you know, global kickoff times are a disaster. I think a lot of the I think the Australian fans probably have some of the fans in Australia, depending on what side of Australia you're on, um, tend to have it the worst in terms of when some of these matches kick off on on the weekends. Um, and, you know, I, I tend not to complain this one, this one hurt, uh, today hurt because, uh, the second half was kind of a, a snoozer for us. And then, you know, uh, trying to you know, dr- dry the tears off and, uh, sit down and record this is not, uh, it's not always easy, but, uh, we did it. And, and I think we're, we're moving on now. Um, obviously we have a full week off this week until Chelsea next weekend. Uh, another midday kickoff for those of you in the UK. Uh, and hopefully a chance to turn around our league form, although that one is going to be uh is going to be tough. So we'll just have to see how it how it goes. Um but Aiden, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Uh I uh I appreciate your, your time and I appreciate your opinion and I hope that uh life in in Lincoln is, is going okay.
1: Yeah, it's so it's always nice to and have a little catch up um, I think this is the first one done in about a year and a half in it. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I can't think, I think the last one I did was when we stopped back to the city and you, you put me and I in the behind me and the, um, in the build up and the artwork for it. I remember Oh, that's it. right,
0: that's right, that's right. I apologize. That's how that. long ago mm. No, it's funny.
1: Um, but yeah, I think with are life at the minute, we just all need to understand that. Everyone's not having a good time, and we're all in this together, and hopefully, we'll come out stronger for it. Um, yeah. But I hope everything well, everything is well, your end, and for everyone listening. And uh, we move.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll do it again next time. Uh, thanks a lot. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Yeah. Speak to you soon.
0: that does it for this week's episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And I do recognize that there wasn't much to enjoy about this week's performance, especially in the Premier League, but Aiden Osman still came on the show, still gave it his all. And uh, it was more than just Shane Long running up and down the pitch. There was actually some purpose. Uh, he stayed onside, and I really appreciate that. So if you want to follow him on Twitter and Instagram, you can do that at Aiden Osman awesome, 96 the links to both of those are in the show notes If you want to follow this show while you're there we're at sfc d-e-l-l underscore i-v-e-r-y on both twitter and instagram or also on facebook at facebook.com forward slash sfc delivery and you can get links to all of those at southampton delivery.com where you can also find some written pieces that will be going up uh, usually on friday mornings uk time so be sure to check back and leave a comment let us know what you think Special thanks also goes out to all of you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you to the patrons of the show at patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery. And whether you're a patron, a listener, somebody who hates the show or whatever, um, just remember that there's a lot of people going through a lot of things right now and you're not alone in any of that. So if you are going through something, don't be afraid to reach out. Also check in on the people around you. Uh, They need you now more than ever, and I am saying this uh, mostly to remind myself to check on the people that are close to me, that sometimes get neglected, and uh, just don't be afraid to reach out. All music for this show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.com. The intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games, and the end of show credits that you're listening to right now is Aim is True by Pottington Bear. The show logo was done by Matt Beeling of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. We are partnered with the Southampton page and the Saints Archive. You can find links to all those in the show notes. And that does it for this week. And until next time, remember together, we march on.